It's Mark and Shane on the Gentleman's Club. Hey everybody, Mark and Shane here. It's the Gentleman's Club podcast. And Shane, the, zomb- the zombies are gay in The Last of Us. What the shit, man? They're gay zombies. I haven't been able to watch it yet, you freaking prick. They're gay. (laughs) They're not really gay. Now I'm not going to watch it. You wouldn't watch it because the zombies are gay? You know me. I have a strict anti-gay zombie rule. All right. This is not a spoiler for The Last of Us, but in one of the episodes, there's a character and he's gay, Shane. (laughs) And people... (laughs) People are posting like fucking spoiler, spoiler. It's like, well, I would understand if it's a spoiler if like, I don't know if the gayness made the zombies, but he's just a guy that likes a little, a little peener and a big peener too. I, yeah, I guess I watched the show. So I don't understand the context of like zombies being gay. Like are zombies, do zombies have sex? Uh, y- You got to watch it. Okay. Uh, wait, have you played this game? I didn't no, realize no. this. No, oh, it's this... like a, it's like a PlayStation only game. So yeah. So what it is is it's this guy, and he's like got an adopted daughter, pretty much, and they're going around, and you go from zombie to zombie, and you peg them. Wow. So yeah, the zombies, mega gay zombies. They're they're sticking pretty loyal to the, to the to the game, dude. I always yeah. said that Mike Pence would survive a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. So. <laughs> boy hey so um thanks to everybody that came up to the gentleman's club does stand up show um over the weekend at comedy at the carlson it was a roller coaster of emotions shane i gotta say a real it roller was a, coaster it was a whirlwind oh yep a tidal um, wave i i legitimately didn't think we were gonna do the show so yeah. i li- i just didn't write a set until saturday and when shane says he thought we weren't going to do a show it's not anything where it's like maybe me and shane were sick or something happened in our lives it was literal lack of ticket sales like market Polito, who runs the comedy club or comedy comedy to carlson to i mean this is nothing against i'm not saying anything bad about him this is him doing his job he gave me a call a week before the show was like you guys have sold four Four tickets. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh, that's bad. And he's like, yes. And he said, um, do you think people are coming to this? We should probably cancel if they're not. And he's like, how about by Wednesday? So five days before the show. If we don't sell 20 tickets, we'll cancel it. And I'm like, you know what? Honestly, that's fair. And I told Shane this and I was also going like, oh, yeah, there's no way we're I mean, if only four people bought tickets. Apparently, everybody um, that listens to this podcast is just extremely lazy because we probably sold 60 to 70 tickets the day of the show and and then ended up actually selling out like the show sold out. We had a sold out show, but it sold out literally 15 minutes before the show started because everybody apparently was just in their car going, oh, I should I should buy some tickets. So we almost didn't have a show and then ended up having a sold out show. Yeah. So Mark is just like panic messaging me all week. You know, the show's not happening. Kill yourself. Yeah. You suck. Like yeah. why this is your fault and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, so we're not doing a show, which is fine. You know, 
Um, I know because I've you know we've done shows around town before, and I mean, even like concerts. Remember, like we're at the zone. This would be the zone would get money because all these concerts don't sell, and they have like last minute to be like, "Oh, Tommy and the Fart Box is coming to the bug jar." We have only sold four tickets, and so we got to pay the zone, and they sell five tickets and then the show goes on um but rochester is just a extremely last minute town like to the extreme like walk up for everything like have you ever gone to like an amherst game it's nobody buys tickets in advance the only people that have tickets walking into an amherst game are people that won them the lines at like the door are just insane to go by them it's stupid everybody waits the last minute I, I don't know why we were panicking. We sold that sold that bitch out. We sold that bitch out. My mom believes in me so much as a comedian that she mm-hmm. didn't buy advanced tickets. Uh, she also thought, hey, we didn't have this talk. Like she didn't know what was going on. My mom just assumed my my Shaney boy, there'll be plenty of walk up. I'll pick the yeah. finest seat in the house. <laughs> it will be available. Um she mm-hmm. she showed up. The show had I think started or was just about to start. And um I, I I see I see her sitting at like a high top table like in the corner of the room with some friends and she like gives me like a nervous hello. So I was like taking it as oh oh sorry Shane I'm here you're going to talk about your boners and uh, it's going to be weird for you. But no, that wave was because she got there. They mm-hmm. told her it was sold out and she couldn't get in. And then she went through four layers of comedy at the Carlson employees telling them, I'm Shane's mom. Yeah. To get into the show. She eventually, yeah, she got to Mark. She Karen them. Dude, there's no way Mark is putting us back on. Hey, <laughs> we just Carlson. sold that bitch out, Shane. He sold it out, but like, <laughs> he's having anxiety for like, that whole week. And we sold four tickets. Yeah. Then my mom comes in and is dropping the mom card. Mm-hmm. Dead. We're done. We're done over there. That was nice to do our final show over there. It felt good. I was, I mean, it's such a, all of this, I've got to stop doing this because when we do the roast of Rochester, like it's just, it weighs down on me for months because it's, to me, it's so much work and I have so much anxiety over it. And this was the same thing. Like it was Wednesday. We had sold four tickets because everybody that listens to this podcast is a bunch of idiots. And um, I was going, I was going, oh, I guess like not that we have any star power. I was like, I guess our our star is waning. Shane and I, we we can't we just can't do it. We can't we can't do it anymore. It's it's all over. And um, then two days later, I was like, I kind of got over that because we had sold like 40 tickets. And I was like, eh, we're fine. You know, that'll be a show type of thing. Um, But yeah, I just like seven. There's 17 stages of like depression. I went through all of them this week, which was nice. Mm hmm. I mean, yeah, I was like I said, I didn't think the show was going to happen and I but I didn't think it was us. I I just figured there was something else going on because even like the in the main room, right? We're not we weren't in the main room. We're in the small room, which is the room you want to be in. We've gone over this before. Yeah, yeah, it's like energy, energy, compact, compact energy. Yeah. um, Poor people. We want we want to be talking to poor people. We want want nobody in the room that has like um, drywall patched up. Yeah. In there, you know, it's just not really. Not, they have the bad chairs. Honestly, it's like cowardly when you have like that big of a room because yeah. it's like, yeah, there's lots of laughs going on, but is it the whole crowd? No, you don't know, right? Sure. 
anyways, <laughs> that the main stage room with Natalie Cuomo, good friend of the show. Yeah, she loves never been there. Don't know who she is. She sold. She was not doing well with sales either. Really, and I only know that because the Carlson was like giving away free tickets to her. Hmm. The indicator, right? And they were turning family members away to our show, huh? Huh, Shane? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. So I just thought I just figured there was something else going on over the weekend. Oh, I see. I know it was like Pride Night at uh, the Amherst, which is that's a good one to go to because the the moose comes out and he's wearing a leather assless chaps <laughs> no, and, he, and he just is a zombie and he rails spikes. <laughs> Wait, rails there, huh? No, oh, yeah, they're an item. I um so I. I was like, oh, when I heard the show was sold out, I was like, oh, perfect opportunity. I'm doing a bunch of new jokes. Perfect opportunity to tape the show, like get some, you know, you know, do the. We did 30 minute sets, and I was like, I can throw some on TikTok and whatever, and a yeah, good way to promote the stand up and stuff. Because I never do that. I'm so so many people are good at doing that. I'm so bad at doing that. I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm actually gonna we're gonna tape. It. I was gonna tape your set, my set. Um, Dario's up. And I was like getting my camera ready to tape it. And I don't know what setting I'm on, but I'm so my camera is facing the stage, which is also where the flash is and shit. And I don't I like flashed a light onto Dario that like you could see through, you could see his skeleton. It was so freaking bright. So I got spooked out and I was like, I didn't end up taping anything. But, yeah, you you had told me like no problem i got yeah. this i'll record <laughs> you as well so that was really nice and then um so i saw the light i didn't know what the fuck was going on like i thought that somebody had opened yeah. up a door into the room and like the lord had yeah. like it was that kind of light the architect from the matrix it was yeah. that room had opened into the rickles room at comedy at the carlson which yeah. honestly it made a lot of sense to me because i was like the average age of our crowd that night was like 75 i don't know we like really hit we really hit with the old folks we have a <laughs> podcast i didn't even know that they knew how to download these things uh, apparently they're just like they found a service that presses podcasts on the vinyl, get them shipped to yeah. their home, and uh, we're we're big with the octogenarians. I, I never understand that where it's like we are definitely talking to twelve year olds on this podcast, people with no money and are just saying racist stuff as they're playing video games. You know that's that's our our general crowd. But whenever we do a show, it is the most elderly people I've ever seen coming out to these things. Well, they're the only ones that go out. They're not right? afraid of COVID. They've seen the worst of it, you know? All their friends have already died from it, right? <laughs> my, my favorite they nothing part, else to do. My favorite part of the night is Dario also... Dario being one of those comics that's very good at filming his shit. Like, he's always got new stuff that he's filmed and stuff. Um, he's also a smart person where he's like, hey, we should all, like, take a picture together. Like, you and I never think of this stuff. We just do these things that are sold out, and we never... I, I tried to be better, but we never take advantage of it where we tell people like, hey, we sold something out or hey, look at look at us on stage. Like we never have pictures of us being successful in any way. We just you just have to take our word for it on, on the Patreon side of the podcast. But Dario was like, we should all take a picture together. And I gave my phone to what was the oldest person that's ever existed to take a picture of us. And I think we we almost killed him. We were telling him to back up 
to get everybody in the picture. And he was backing up into like seven, <laughs> 17 empty chairs. I was like, this guy's dead. He's dead. So this is a, the, the guy that you handed the phone to is a, is a uh, open mic comic. He's a group. Dennis. Yeah. We've um, all banged him. And to give you the context of why this is even funnier to me that you picked him out of this entire sold out crowd of people. You picked this guy the night before at rock cinema, right? For the open mm. mic, Dennis lit into me for 10 straight minutes about how he doesn't know how to use a QR code. And I was like, yeah, Mark, let's give that guy your camera phone. <laughs> My God. Yeah, no, um, that, yeah, no, people are a lot better at, than us at like self promotion and like being like, hey, we sold out a show. And then we have no no evidence of that. Like, we're yeah. just li- like, people are like, you're a liar. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can't prove it otherwise. But no, yeah, that was fun. Um, shout out to uh, Will Cleveland for coming to heckle us. That was uh, much appreciated. <laughs> yeah, he came and told me, like, somebody was yell- constantly yelling things and. I, I don't know if other comedians are better at it, but I don't ever understand what's being yelled at me. Like somebody could be yelling like gunman. There's a gunman. And I'll just be like, fun, man. We're having fun, man. And mm-hmm. then get shot and die. Like you brought Funyuns. <laughs> you better have some to share. We're just fat. Yeah. Well, I remember somebody yelling something about wanting Reagan dead. And then Will Cleveland's like, that was me. I was like, okay, well, <laughs> here we are. Yeah. Um, but but my so I was kind of bummed. I was like, oh, I didn't get I didn't get anything on tape or on tape. I don't know how to say this. I didn't get any, any footage. Right. This is why we attract eighty year olds. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get anything on the on the old vinyl. Yeah. Um. But my mom did film the whole thing on her phone, and I was like, oh, cool. I'll grab it from there. But um, I'm 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 not gonna. Uh, you you can talk about your own experience, Shane, but. The the fatness that I am at, I would say it's a it's a weird thing where it's just like, yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a weird fatness where if I'm wearing a certain thing or if I'm at a certain angle, not that I look skinny, but I look less fat or how I perceive myself and my the angle that my mom was at was where I I look like I'm I'm in that new Brennan Fraser movie. Like I should have tubes up my butt and down my throat and I'm just like yelling at my estranged daughter and I you know I need a wall taken out of my living room to get me out of the house type of thing. The angle that she had was the fattest I've ever looked in my life and I was wearing a shirt that made me even look fatter. So I I'm like looking at that footage I'm like I could hardly use any of this. Like I look more disgusting than usual in the, I don't know what angle that was. I don't know how she got me at that angle. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to blame her. I'm going to blame just your neck. Um, yeah, thank you. But you were wearing a hoodie and I was like, okay. I mean, strong choice, right? You show I up. I always wear a hoodie. Hoodie. I know, but I was like, okay, we got a sold out crowd here, Marky, you know, like a shirt. But you pull it off, and I'm like, okay, all right, Chris is averted. <laughs> He's got an okay shirt underneath this. And you pulled it off, and you had this tight <laughs> little shirt from high school that was right. far too short for your body. I <laughs> I was going to wear the hoodie. I'm, look, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to the people, okay? I don't wear a nice shirt ever. 
So I'm not going to lie to the people, Shane, but I was wearing the hoodie and I was like, oh, I'll just wear this hoodie. But it was very hot. So it's just it was more of a comfort thing. You know, I'm not. Yeah, you can stick to your brand. I'm just like, I brand. Like, wow, he's really bringing back homeless Mark. This is happening. OK. All right. I felt bad for you. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> That's most- I mean, I'm not saying you have to dress up. Don't yeah. I just get a shirt that is the right height because <laughs> i was like i know you're not that animated when you do the the comedy stuff but you that's a shirt where like if you did any anything everybody's <laughs> seeing your gunt like yeah, that's the, the, <laughs> the bottom of my nipples yeah your hairy ass belly button and nobody's gonna be able to pay attention to you anymore all right here's the deal we we got to get to the inner loop news but i urge you patreon.com slash the gentleman's club to spend that four dollars a month just for one month because we've got a lot to talk about and we're going to have to put on the Patreon side of the episode, including the fact that now uh, was his name Tamar Hamlin. Is that the guy that got injured? Yeah. He, how he's a conspiracy theory now. Yeah. We have to get into into all of this. It's going to be on the Patreon side of the episode. You get longer episodes. You get more podcasts. You get different podcasts. Patreon.com slash the gentleman's club. And it's only four bucks. All right. Don't. Don't be an asshole like our show and wait and wait and wait. All right. You got to do it now. You can cancel it next month. Just do it for February. Just get, you know, get a little taste, a little taste. Come on. And then what if you accidentally forget that you're paying us for the rest of your life, which is what's happening? Yeah. Wouldn't that be, that'd be okay. It allows us to do more shows that are almost canceled, you know? Yeah. Like, we're going to have to find another comedy club. Like we said, they're never inviting us back. We're we miserable. sold out the show, Shane. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I, sorry, were we going to interloop stuff? Uh, yeah, I mean, unless you got something else before we go into the news. No, I'm not going to spoil any TV shows for anybody. Mark. So uh, the interloop blog, go follow the interloop blog on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Shane is going to bring us the news that you definitely don't know about because nobody watches the news anymore. Yeah. Or reads the newspaper. So you're getting it here, baby girl. Well, Mark, this first one, you may know if you live in Irondequoit because this news is brought right to your door. It's anti-Semitic flyer season. What? This early. I feel like it's starting early this year. This early. Wow. I feel like the anti-Semites usually wait till spring when the weather's a little bit nicer, but um, I guess they wanted to get this out of the way because they're they're distributing anti-Semitic flyers, but also some candy canes with them. So they're still in the festive mood with them. Uh, this was in several uh, around the Coit driveways this past weekend. Uh, radical flyers, according to RochesterFirst.com. Uh, inside clear sandwich bags, they blame prominent Jewish individuals for a variety of perceived social issues, including uh, eliminating religion, replacing it with science and materialism, controlling the education system to spread deception, and in- all and more. Um, which is nice that you know, I just did it too, but uh, <laughs> the news is giving them like, the exact platform that they want, which is to spread that message. Uh, so it's it's working for them, but they also um, were giving out candy canes. And I just want to say, like, I'm not an anti-Semite. Oh, God. I don't think I have the capacity to be one. But, I mean, 
you're gonna have to do better than a candy cane to get me to try. Like, yeah. you give me a pamphlet that says, you know, the Jews control the weather, and you give me a take five. Oh, you boy. know what? Yeah, my ears are perking up. I'm still not believing it, but king size Twix with it. <laughs> okay, the big Kit now Kat. we're getting somewhere. Just saying. Big- the big Kit Kat, yeah, that would do it. Take five, one hundred percent. Also, to say that the Jews are anti-religion and pro-science, these are what? What are we talking about? It's a religion, and these are people that are like, yeah, we had um, we we had a squirt full of oil and it lasted us eight nights. The Jewish people are clearly anti-science. That's right. Or yeah, they're they're anti science, pro religion. What are we talking about? Yeah, the argument's rough. I'm glad that you could really, uh, you know, call out the Jews on this podcast. Uh, I'm just saying, Mark, if you did that message with some gummy bears, a sour, a sour patch kid. Oh dang! I'm yeah. in. You we got to I mean? do we got to do the classic radio bit where you go through all the Halloween candy you like, but mm-hmm. now say which would make you anti Jewish. Yeah. You know, Mike and I, yes. Uh, the hot tamales? No, no, I can't. Not, not gonna do it. You're gonna hand me some whoppers <laughs> yeah. and think that I will kill one single Jewish person and uh, all been joy. Okay, you give me some bunch of crunch. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. one star of David might get burnt. All I, I, what am I gonna say? Bunch of crunch is good. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, this seems to this happens every once in a while. But it's usually, I feel like, and I don't want to discriminate, Mark, but I feel like it's more of a West Side thing. Anti-Jewish stuff? I thought so. <clears throat> I I think why it's not, the only reason, it, look, the West Side is a lot of things, Shane. Yeah. Every single one of those bad. But the only reason that I think it might not be anti-Jewish is because I urge you to to even try to find a West Side person that knows that Jewish people exist. Like there's no Jewish people on the West side. The Jewish people are mostly on the East side and the school system is very rough, especially here on the West side. I like, I think they think that they're part of like Tolkienism. Like it's, it's like the Jewish people are in Lord of the Rings and that's about it. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to be anti-Jewish when you don't even know what a Jewish person is. Yeah. That's the only reason I would say the West side is not. Sure. Okay. Um, they hate women, though. Oh, boy, do we hate women. Yeah, I mean, I lived in Irondequoit, and I, I never at any point when I was living there was I like, like, oh, you know what the problem with this town is? Jews. It was always just like, you know what the problem with this town is? People going to Wegmans and stealing their shopping carts and leaving them in my fucking yard. So if you tell me those were Jewish people, then yeah, okay. I'll I'll raise some some complaints, but I I, I got no issues with the around the quote Jewish people. Us deep West Siders, the real complaints are because it's just it's mostly just white people, and we're all around the same income bracket. But I would say it's like people that have houses that aren't connected to other houses, and people that live in townhomes. That's where the real fighting happens. Mm-hmm. Because the people that live in houses that aren't connected to another house and have a yard and stuff, they see a townhome come in and they're doing like the Whole Foods Wegmans fight. They're like, they're going to bring down the property value type of thing. But it's like they make what, 5000 less than you a year? Mm-hmm. 
You know, that that's yeah. what the real fight is, at least in Chai Lai. Mark, next story. You ready for it? Yeah. The uh, town of Macedon, Mark. Are you a big Macedon head? Oh, my God. Love it. You love got it. the Macedon a lot? That's where Skeeters was. Or uh, <laughs> Scooters? From Doug Funny? <laughs> what was, there was a skate park that was in... Oh, um, scunters, scunters, uh, scuffy, scuffies, scuff skates, skates. <laughs> scuffies, Christ, uh, scuffy from CMF. You scuff know, case, uh, <laughs> they some uh, a guy I went to high school with on the back of the half pipe wrote fat call fat Shane for the best weed. Is that and he you? wrote down my home phone number and people called my home when I was 15. And they're like, hey, I'm looking for Fat Shane. And my mom would call up the stairs to me. Hey, Fat Shane. <laughs> People are on the phone for you. And I'd pick up the phone. I'm like, hey, this is Fat Shane. <laughs> and they'd be like, Do you give me weed. And be like, I don't. Sorry, I don't have that. Do you like Yu-Gi-Oh cards? Because I've got that. Yeah. yeah, when your mom was trying to break into comedy the Carlson, she was like, I'm Fat Shane's mom. Yeah, have you seen Fat Shane? I pushed that fat piece of shit out of my freaking vagina. The town of Macedon, it just turned 200 years old, Mark. Wow. Bicentennial. The big 200. Man. Yeah. Um, the the, bi, the uh, bicentennial. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what that's called? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, 100%. That's what it is. So uh, Channel 10 went out, and they went to a Macedon school, and they did a little fun thing where uh, they were like, hey, um, hey, kids, uh, what do you think Macedon's going to be like in the next 50 years? Mark, I'd like to share with you what these kids in Macedon think that their town's going to be like. Okay. Uh, So this would be the year 2073. The Macedon children believe that um, there'll be... uh, Floating cars, flying cars, apartments and hotels with robots, and flying people. <laughs> robots and flying cars, the most popular response. And for this is for Macedon. Okay. And and this is gonna be when they're celebrating their two hundred and fiftieth anniversary. Mark Macedon couldn't even keep a scuff skates. <laughs> In business or fat Shane employed, okay. Macedon doesn't even have an Olive Garden. <laughs> but these dumb idiot children going to these piece of shit Macedon schools think that they're gonna have hotels with robots. Macedon doesn't even have a motel. What are you talking about? These schools in Macedon. It's rough out there, Mark. Yeah, why? And, and this has been for hundreds of years. Whenever you ask somebody what the future holds, everybody just wants to die in a car accident that's in the air. Yeah, you know, or or get murdered by an AI made robot. They want the Jetsons made to take advantage of them, peg mm-hmm. them, and then kill them. Well, I mean, like, so yeah, the the robot stuff, right? That's probably true. There's going to be robots working and taking all the jobs in Macedon, but it's like. These kids probably wrote that down and they're like, okay, so what are you guys going to go learn about? And they're like, coloring. <laughs> well, I, uh, I don't think you're not really doing anything to compete there, Macedon kids. Um, Mark, besides, you know, obviously Macedon going um, going nowhere in the next 50 years, which we all know. We don't, yeah. I, my question to you is what is your, what do you think your town 
of Churchville, Chile, whatever the shit you call it out there. Yeah, Churchville. Riga. Yeah. Um, what do you think it's going to be like in 50 years? And if you'd like, I can start with Penfield while you collect your thoughts. Okay, go ahead. Okay. What's Penfield going to be? So in 50 years, I believe that Penfield will be fully cucked by Webster. Oh, hell yeah. I think that Webster will have just fully taken over this entire town because we, what I've learned about Penfield is it has no identity. There's nothing that happens. Yeah. Penfield, Penfield. and Parrington. Both There's, of those. We got. <laughs> there, like every other town has some sort of like annual event, like, and they're not good. Like, Cumberland has an apple fest where everybody just shows up pissed drunk on hard cider and, you know, beats their kids in the parking lot. But like Penfield, we don't even have a single place to beat our children other than like the target. It's why we would have moved there. We got nothing. What do we, we, we stand for nothing. I think that, yeah, like Webster will just fully just take our over everything. And I think Penfield just let it happen. What, um, do you guys have a, like what, what town is Fairport in? Fairport. Is it Fairport a village? It's a they village, village inside. Of, they have a village of Fairport, but I think it's like also a town. I think it's inside of Parrington. Oh, okay. Why are you laughing at me? They Fairport's a fucking village. It's just a weird question. Well, because what my point was that yeah. let's see, let, let me look. I got I got a map here. Fairport okay. is inside of this. All right, this answers it. Wait, maybe it answers. It. I don't know because I can't tell here. But I'm gonna find this out. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. No, no. It's it's not, all right. I was gonna say this is why people don't know what Penfield is. Is there? All right. So nobody knows what Parrington is, or there's no identity to Parrington. It's because yeah. Fairport is inside of Parrington. So you go, okay. oh, Fairport, right? The village of Fairport takes the identity. Do you know what Ogden's about, Shane? No. no. But you know what Spencerport is about? Dago's beating their wife near the Erie Canal. That's what Spencerport's about. The reason that's not Ogden is because Spencerport's inside of Ogden. You don't know what Riga is, but you know what Churchill is. White people beating their wives. Okay? Sure, sure, sure. You yeah. don't know what Riga is. Does Penfield have a ta- a village inside of it that's s- sucking the identity from you guys? No, we got nothing. Oh, boy. I think that, I, like, I think Penfield might just become a village of Webster, and he, I, even though there is already a village of Webster. Dang. <laughs> we'll be like the second village. We'll be like the the where the hobbits live. We'll be the Shire of, of, of Webster. Um Churchville 50 years. I yeah. think it's just going to be um I, this is the, it's going it's just going to turn into Chilai, which is Chilai used to be a like four farmers owned everything. And then this is for real. In order to sell their land, a lot of farmers start purposefully lighting their barns on fire. So they'd get the insurance money and then they'd sell the land. And then it just became a bunch of like poor people getting those. I don't wait. You're in real estate. I don't want to call out a company by name, but getting one of those homes built by a crappy company where they put like two two by fours in the walls and they're like, there you go. They go. You mean not not Brian Holmes? Yeah, not Brian Holmes where they put eighth inch drywall (laughs) on the walls and it's just going to be that crap. And all these farmers are just going to burn down their barns in order to get insurance money before they sell off their stuff. So that's where Churchill's going. Arson. I'm excited then. That that gives me a future in real estate. You gotta get get close with your barn burden friends, Mark. 
Shade, do we have one more story? We got five minutes before we go uh, to the Patreon side. Well, yeah, I think we should save it for the Patreon side. Oh, Dave, we're going to extend the news to the Patreon side? Uh, yeah, you. well, you kind of already hinted oh, towards okay. what it is. <laughs> All right, so... patreon.com <laughs> slash the Gentleman's Club. Four bucks a month. You get a longer podcast and more podcasts and earlier podcasts, and you help us out, and we can do more sold-out shows. Yes. Right? All right. Uh, bye, poor people. <laughs>